Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California, for an hour of health topic digestion and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back, Health Matters listeners. Thank you for joining us again this lovely, lovely, now bright, shiny, charming day here in Sonoma. And I hope where you are, if it's not in Sonoma or nearby, that you are is similarly enjoying this lovely, soon-to-be spring weather. Today we're we're hoping to be very fortunate to be joined by Vivian Verdon Rowe. She's a um, an activist and a uh, deeply knowledgeable uh, qigong teacher, a medical qigong. And for those of you who don't know qigong, qigong. Is means breath work, but in this case, this is a um, this is larger than the breath in the sense that uh, the practices that she's going to be t- teaching us about and talking about in terms of her experience and her also overcoming a very serious life threatening disease and others similarly who are able to use this uh, medical qigong it's called this qigong wisdom to um, provide uh, some some a, a a unusual substance and, and restorative uh, process to the process of uh, to the the way of, of bringing about healing. So she uh, also in her case she had Lyme's disease. And so many of our longtime listeners will remember that we've had frequent programs or at least several programs on Lyme's disease. And of course, oftentimes there's a great deal of talk about the different kinds of pharmaceuticals that are used, the different kinds of behaviors and and uh, other activities that are dis- hopefully able to work with the, the complexity that Lyme disease represents. So this is using Qigong, as Vivian has, for her own purposes, that is for her own healing, I meant to say, is a kind of a different way to, to see this. It's, not, it's, 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 a, it's a medical Qigong, but it's not medicine in a pharmacy sense. And so sh- I hope she'll be able to enlighten us and give us a a full-throated version of how it was that she was able to, and I guess in a couple different occasions, actually p- pull through some very debilitating illness on her own part. And then she's went on to become uh, the teacher she is for the uh, for Ming Tong Ching, Ming, Ming Tong, uh, who is the teacher. She herself will will get will get a chance to visit with her background. She's uh, she grew up in England. She also worked for the Beatles at Apple Records. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And then she, when she came to the United States, she went right into activism, and she uh, produced five different documentaries, one of which uh, received a an Academy Award. That is an Oscar. So she's addressed the United States Senate. She's talked to the British Parliament and the United Nations. She's also been awarded an honorary degree. Honorary PhD, um, so we'll be able to talk about some of that. So, for those of you who are interested in in healing and interested in how qigong might be of interest to you, 
The other advantage we'll be talking about is she's giving some classes online, as does her teacher, actually. And it's quite um, uh, a vigorous activity they have online in terms of their teaching. And she is now doing some free classes, and uh, they're going on and on. I guess, I don't know, we'll be able to find out how long exactly that they will be free. I mean, maybe they'll keep being free, I don't know. But um, I think that this is, if you ever had an interest in Qigong, you might uh, tune in and listen to, uh, stay with us long enough to find out where her classes can be found and how you can tune in. And they are quite frequent so that you wouldn't have any trouble finding them. You can also go to um, the, um, the Facebook pages and the websites and so on. So we'll be talking about all that as well. So um, again, sh she should be with us momentarily. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. And before she joins us, I wanted to, I saw this, <laughs> this just grabbed me, and we're, here we are listening to all this dreadful material about uh, President, uh, uh, President, President Trump, Trump, and this is what Lawrence Ferlighetti wrote in 2007. It says, pity the nations whose uh, people are sheep, whose shepherds mislead them. Pity the nation whose leaders are liars, whose sages are silenced and those whose bigots haunt the airwaves. Pity the nation that raises not its voice except in praise, except to praise conquerors and acclaim the bully as hero and aims to rule the world with force by torture. Pity the nation that knows no other language but its own and no other culture but its own. Pity the nation whose breath is money and sleeps in the sleep of the too well-fed. Pity the nation, oh pity the people who allow their rights to erode and their freedoms to be washed away. My country, tears of thee, sweet land of liberty. That's a gift from um, Lawrence Ferlinghetti written in 2007. I intend to read that over and over on this program because I think it so well captures the moment we're in. And... Um, it's a way of speaking to that. So while we're waiting for uh, Vivian to join us, which hopefully she will, um, I want to remind the listeners, this program will be doing um, readings on a fairly regular basis. Um, we may not have time to get very far into one today, uh, but I, wanted, I do want to come back to the, the Sarah Myhill book called Sustainable Medicine, Whistleblowing on the 21st Century Medical Practice. Why I want to do that <clears throat> is because um, Sarah, Dr. Mahill, um, points to, ah, here's our guest. Welcome to Health Matters. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Ned. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Vivian. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so, so we, happy. Well, great. Well, great. Well, I've just given our audience a little bit of a taste of the background of Vivian Verdon Rowe. Um, and so uh, let's kind of build on that because what I was, I, I was thinking about our program in terms of how we should kind of structure it. And I think that there's, of course, we are a health program show. So we're really, we're really devoted to trying to help our listeners have access to material they might otherwise find on focused uh, health-related topics. So, mm -hmm. of course, medical Qigong itself is a, one could say is, is just by its very nature is entirely a health-related topic, so one doesn't have to wander too far off the, that particular way. But at the same time, I, I do want to say that what I'm long-winded way of saying, I'm hoping we'll talk about your 
transition from Lyme's disease, because part of what we've had on this program on multiple occasions are various kinds of Lyme's experts who have their song to sing. And so part of what I want our listeners to have a chance is to hear your song <laughs> in terms of the, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the Lyme's process. But also, I mean, obviously, the, uh, the big part of what we'll try to do today is, is let our listeners in on what you're teaching, what you're going to be, your, your online classes that are now quite active and vigorous and up and which people can have for free on a regular basis. Uh, so let's, let's start, though, right away with, um, let's get an outline of what wisdom Qigong is. Let's maybe get a definition out there. Well, Qigong is the cultivation of energy, and wisdom healing Qigong is the translation of Zenen Qigong, which is a form of Qigong, which actually was only put together about 50 years ago by a man who was recognized as a genius in China at a very early age, and he trained with 19 grandmasters. Um, in Qigong, different lineages, because, of course, there are hundreds of different forms of Absolutely, Qigong. Absolutely, yes. But he, he trained with 19 of them, and they all were very impressed with him and wanted to have, them in, have him in their lineage, because Qigong used to be very elitist. Mm. Um, and it's changed, and, and part of it is because of this, this person who said, no, I, I'm not going to you know, join your lineage. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to teach um, the best of everything I've learned from all of you and create this form um, which has the best of, of everything I've learned from you. And I'm going to put out the secrets because it used to be secretive. You had to <laughs> be a student for 10, 20 years before you were given the secrets. And let, he said, let, let me jump in for a second. When I, when I was in Beijing and going to medical school at the Academy of Traditional Chinese Medicine, I, I looked for Qigong teachers and that's the very thing they told me. They said, oh, big secret. No, no. We can't tell you anything. No, no. Uh, you know, 10 years, you know, washed floors, you know. That's right. Uh, yeah, okay. Keep going. Sorry, I just... So um, he created... He was also a scientist. I mean, he, he, he'd studied um, Qigong, he'd studied Buddhism, he'd studied Confucianism, and he also was very impressed with quantum physics mm -hmm. and, and was a scientist by nature. He wanted to check out and make sure that what he was teaching was effective. So he created what you could call a huge retreat center, um, where people came for very cost, I mean very small cost, and they stayed for a month. They were checked in by um, doctors, and they were checked out by doctors, but no medicine, the only medicine was Qigong, and they had phenomenal results. Um, you know, really, basically everybody got better, um, and then they had about one-third of the people heal completely from whatever complaint they brought in. And a lot of people arrived as this is my last resort, having been right. given a terminal diagnosis. So this was very impressive. And my teacher was a student of this man who was a doctor as well. He became a doctor of Chinese medicine and Western medicine. But he dropped being a doctor um, because he really felt that Qigong was more effective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my teacher, Master Ming Tonggu, um, trained with him, and then came to the States and basically wanted to bring what he'd learned there, here, to the United States. And I've been, I came to him uh, 12 years ago, and I was really ill. I'd had Lyme disease for 20 years, and 
it had just really taken my life away bit by bit until in the final few years I hadn't been able to work. And um, I'd given up, to be honest. I'd tried a lot of different things, some things that helped for a little while, but nothing had really resolved the Lyme disease. And I was introduced by a friend who had really had wonderful results from this Qigong, and she'd had chronic fatigue for 20 years. So I was very impressed um, because I could see the change in her. So I thought, okay, this is really the last last thing I'm going to try. And I threw myself into it. I thought, okay, I'll give it, you know, 100% and see where it goes. Um, And it was really quite extraordinary. At first, I was so weak, I couldn't even stand up and do the practices. But I heard my teacher say, secret that was given out (laughs) by Dr. Pang, is um, that visualizations are a key. And so... I was so weak I couldn't stand, so I lay on my bed and listened to the recordings of my teacher's practices, and I imagined that I was doing it, and I imagined what was going on in my body as I was connecting with the universal energy and bringing it into my body, and I was imagining that I could see my organs, and they were transparent, and they were happy, (laughs) they were clear, they were healthy, and um, I did that for a couple of weeks. And, you know, about three or four hours a day, I had nothing else to do. And I noticed at the end of a couple of weeks that I felt so much better. I mean, I wasn't well yet, but I felt so much better. So that was the beginning. Okay. Well, that's a nice place to start. And, and so, okay, so this is now you, you've encountered, this is a, a, a direct personal encounter you had with um, uh, Professor Gu, or this was, this was all you did with tapes? or how, how, Talk about that no, part. No, he was, at that point, he was in the Bay Area. Right. So I was very lucky. Um, right. I went to classes with him. I went to retreats with him. I actually went to China with him for a month, which I have to say was extremely hard because I was not well. Right. But um, I did it because... You know, I just could see, I could feel that something was going on. Right. And, in fact, it was very quick. I mean, within five months, I had my life back. Mm. And um, Ming Tong um, was really just beginning to do these very intense retreats, which were based on what happened at the Medicine It was called the Medicine Hospital in, in China. Right. He was replicating that, and he asked me if I would assist him. Mm. And... Um, so I was very fortunate. I've had the most amazing apprenticeship. I have been assisting him at retreats for the last 12 years. God knows how many I've been to now. Right. Um, he moved down because he, he, to Santa Fe because he bought a retreat center there. Right. So I go down several times a year and teach for usually about a month. Right. And that's actually for our listeners' interest. That's, uh, uh, that's, it's called the uh, Chi Center for Wisdom Healing Qigong, and it's at, uh, on Gali, Galisteo, New Mexico. The phone number is 505-509-5582, just by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and they have a, a quite a, a substantial Facebook presence, so, and also, of course, they have a website and so on. And so we'll, we'll talk about that some, too. But let's, let's co- coming back to you and your particular teaching, um, you're teaching now on a very regular basis in terms mm-hmm. of these free classes. Talk to us a little bit about 
your own coming into the online space because I, I saw it on the, the Chi Center website that you were teaching on online classes for them. Are, are the ones that you're doing yourself independent of that or are they kind of just the same thing or tell us a little bit about that? Um, no, the ones I teach, uh, I, I organize them myself and they are independent of the Chi Center, but they're not in right. the sense that I'm teaching what I learned through, through Ming Tong. Sure. Of course, it comes through this particular filter. And so, you know, I did about 30, 40 years of shamanism before I came to Qigong. So, you know, there definitely has a flavor. Just every teacher is a little different, but mm-hmm. we're all teaching the same practices, which Ming Tong taught us, which came from Dr. Pang. Right. So you could get you could listen to your teaching both as a in a in a vehicle that's organized by the Chi Center, but you can also listen to you in terms of uh, the the vehicle that you you yourself are producing. And so let's talk right about that. Let's talk about your 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 website and let's talk about a little bit about the frequency of your classes and and give our listeners and this is that's just a sort of a prelude to getting into some of the content of the classes. But let's start right away with kind of when the classes are, where the people can find the, the information on the, on the website. Um, my website is www.embodyinglove.us. And it does have the schedule of classes coming up in February and March and April. I'm not going to be here all the time because I'm going to be down at the Chi Center for a month um, towards the end of March and part of April. And of course, you know, people are very welcome to come down. There's sure. a, there's a, a week long that starts at the end of March, which that would probably be a great beginner's class. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to need to br- jump in here. We need to take a break. We're talking to Vivian Verdro. She's t- talking about wisdom, Qigong. We'll be back with you. And please stay with us, uh, Vivian. We'll be back with you in just a moment. You're listening to KSVY, your voice of the valley. This KSVY weather report is brought to you by SonomaFun.com. That's where you'll find Savvy Sonoma Valley, monthly digital guide to all that's happening in the Valley of the Moon. That's Savvy Sonoma Valley at SonomaFun.com. You are listening to KSVY 91.3 here in Sonoma and KSVY.org on your app and all around the world, static free. It's a Thursday and it is the 30th of January, 2020. Weather outlook, early morning, patchy fog, mostly sunny today, 66, the expected high, with a calm wind becoming northwest around 5 miles per hour this afternoon. Tonight, clouds low 43, Friday once again that dreaded fog in the early morning hours, and then going to be mostly sunny. The high near 68 on Friday. KSVY and SVTV Channel 27 are your local nonprofit radio and TV station, and we are always looking for you to help out, donate, become a part of the station, and expand your universe. Welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today, joined by Vivian Verdon Rowe and her teaching of. Wisdom Qigong, and let's we, we slipped away so quickly there and sort of interrupted your flow there. So let's let's do your website again, if you would please, and and again give us a little synopsis of the upcoming classes. I I I didn't handle that timing very well. Uh, it's www. Okay. And I teach um, when I'm here 
on Mondays from 10 to 12. That's a deep dive. It's a two-hour class. Right. Um, and then I teach Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings at 7.15 to 8.30. Uh-huh. Okay. And those are both online as well as locally and in terms of where you live? Or? Um, the Monday class is both online and local uh-huh. where I live. Right. And the other two are just online. I see. Okay. And then hey. I, sometimes, I sometimes send out an, e- uh, an email. What you can do if you're interested is sign up for a new- the newsletter on my website and then you f- hear when things are going on. Because quite often I'll send out a newsletter and say, next week we're going to do a guided um, Qigong healing meditation in the evening. So I sometimes do that. And those ones are usually actually focused on healing of humanity, really working on the whole field of all of humanity. Of course, actually we're doing that all the time because we're not separate. <laughs> right. But, um, and then one thing I would like to say, Ned, um, because people always want to know about the Lyme disease, and of course, because it, it's such a serious illness, and anyone who's had any chronic illness, all, all they can think about is healing from that. Right. And I certainly was like that, too. However, what I can say now, um, looking back at what happened to me, um, the first thing that happened was I opened up emotionally. I, my heart really opened up. This is why I call it embodying love, the work I do, because I had really closed down. Anyone who's been ill for a long time does, of course. Um, and that was what happened first. My heart began to open up, and I began to feel happier, and not because of the circumstances of my life. There just was this inner joy that began to get very palpable. And quite honestly, I really hadn't been aware of that before. Um, I'd had a lot of trauma in my childhood and a lot of struggles during my whole life and a lot of health issues. Um, And what I really want to say about this practice that is still astounding to me, um, I mean, I understand how it works, but it still seems like a miracle. I really feel like a different person. Mm you know, I just and was that, a very fearful person, and I'm not anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that comes through in your teaching, as I have experienced it, the little that I have. And I also have been to, uh, to Ming Tong's classes when he was doing them at uh, Spirit Rock. Mm-hmm. So I've had some direct contact with this particular teacher, and uh, so I'm familiar with it, generally familiar. So now we've, we really haven't done much for our listeners' benefit. And I do want to tell our listeners we, we will be taking call-ins after the the 2.40 break, or actually we should, we should probably be willing to take them any time, really. But, so let's, let's imagine any, t- any time now between now and the end of the time when uh, Vivian is with us, please feel free, should you have a question on the topic that we're talking about, please feel free to give us a call here at Health Matters, 707-933-9133, and we'd be happy to respond to your, to your question or your, or your comment. But anyway, coming back to the Qigong itself, um, the medical qigong, as you know, of course, is a is a very different animal in a lot of ways than the sort of the qigong that sort of people hear about, which is something that just the passage of breath and the the, the walking and the watching of the breath, and then there's a so uh, this is a bigger picture, and this is a, a a rather large sort of universal footprint of 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 healing teaching that is not limited only to the mechanics of the breath itself. So let's open the flower of that a little bit. So give our listeners a little taste of what 
either maybe we could even do an on on air thing if everybody's not driving or in any kind of dangerous way. Maybe you could even give us a little qigong teaching moment that could be yeah. um, uh, would be appropriate. But I, I'm trying to I'm trying to unwrap the, the like I say the flower a little bit and give our listeners a little taste of, of, of both the experience of it, but also some some larger information about the, the the actual process. So do that as any way you you choose. Well, there's a whole theory behind this. It's, it's extremely, it's almost like the science of life. It's not just a, a practice that you do for half an hour or an hour every morning. It really is a way of life. And it's based on how the Chinese, um, these particular ones in this, in this form anyway, right. see reality. And it is, of course, the 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 first thing you do is you learn how to connect to the field. You learn how to open up from this illusion, um, which most of us were, I mean, I grew up with it, that I was a separate self, and mm. I was a little me. I was an ego. Right. And I was separate <laughs> from everything else. Right, right. And, uh, but what I love about this, it's not just a theory. It's not just a philosophy. You actually have the experience of it mm-hmm. when you're doing Qigong. You you can feel it palpably. You can feel yourself expanding into this openness, this open spaciousness. And, and you feel your connection to all life, all life on the planet, the people who you're practicing with. You begin to feel like this is a community of really close friends. Um, and the wonderful thing is that translates through the Internet. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, I was surprised, frankly, when I first started doing this, how intimate it is. Um, and, so, and so that would be the first practice you do, learning how to, to expand your, the illusion of being the separate self with a boundary of your skin. And eventually, as you do this practice more and more, the knowingness, the, the recognition that, in fact, you are this expansive field. You are this great, vast field of awareness experiencing all these things which are coming and going um, like a movie on a screen. And the screen, the background, is your awareness. And that's, in fact, what you are. And that never changes. It's not changed by all those experiences. It remains in fact, it was never born. It never dies. It's it's unchanged. It's undamageable too. And that was very key for me when I discovered that my essential self was undamageable. That was huge for wow. me because people who've been traumatized feel bad. You right, know, right. If, they, if they were abused as children, they blame themselves, and it's so hard to move that. I, I went to therapy for years, taught therapy, didn't get to it, but Qigong did. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, of course, uh, my, pretty much my experience is, is of, of going through something somewhat similar teaching, not this particular version, but I've, that, that business of coming out of and being, getting permission to give up this, the, the false separate self the, and, and, and regarding somehow the ego as that's the highest state of of awareness and being and being able to move into the, the larger field of, of life itself and and to be you know to, to be able to have have uh, guidance to be able to push back against these wrong ideas about who we are and what we're what we're what our job here is to be so 
but I still want to. I, I still want you to, if you would, tell our listeners a little bit about what the dynamic of there you are. You're teaching, so you're giving words into the microphone, presumably, and you're giving our guidance in terms of uh, medita- uh, med- meditations, for instance, or you're giving guidance to. Um, all of that. All of it, and, and I mean, it's it's sometimes sometimes it'll be a talk, but right. the talk, even the talk, there's there's transmission that's going on in the talk. So, mm-hmm. as as I'm talking about whatever I'm talking about, maybe right. I'm talking about connecting to the field. Okay. As I'm talking about it, because we are a, a group that all is holding this mutual intention to awaken and heal. That's the basis basic intention okay and that is a mutual intention and that creates a very strong integrated field for healing and so all the people listening to the talk begin to feel whatever i'm talking about they start to feel that expansiveness they start to feel that opening up that lessening of the tension in the body the relaxation um the connection with each other the connection with the earth and it doesn't really matter if i'm just talking and, and giving a talk about it, or if I'm leading them through a, a physical practice where we're moving very slowly and everybody moves and their bodies in ways that work for them. You start where you are. So a lot of people I get are really very ill, you know, mm-hmm. just like I was. Mm-hmm. And so I really, I'm very sensitive about that. And I know how you know, we live in such a competitive culture that you think, oh, well, I've got to do it just perfectly or else nothing's going to happen. And I mean, I remember how I used <laughs> to feel about all this. So right, right. I really encourage people to start where you are, be very gentle to yourself, listen to your body. And for a lot of people, they won't stand up and do the practices. They'll either sit or they'll lie down and they imagine them. And they, or everybody by the end of practice feels opened up, spacious, and connected, and loving, and just a whole lot happier. So there's a, there's a lot of its guided visualizations, what I think I'm hearing you say. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. okay. So that, I'm kind of known for that, actually. Well, apparently that worked for you. I mean, so it, no, no, it did. no surprise. I mean, if, if that which worked for you, you will obviously, if, if, if you're good-hearted, you'll share with others. Yes. So, so, okay, so there's visualizations, and so... For our listeners who have no experience with visualizations, say a little bit about that in terms of how you perceive, uh, not necessarily even in an idealistic sense, but how, how do you see visualizations in terms of the, the, the teaching that you're offering? I mean, obviously, there's a, bunch, there's a bunch of language that comes in it, but so people are sitting there. So give us a picture of kind of how long a visualization tends to be, what or maybe you could even do do a visualization for why us. Why don't we just Why don't we just um, do a little bit of the practice that I would do at the beginning of the class, so that we can open up from feeling that separate self um, and feel the expansiveness of the field. Let's do. That's kind of where I was stumbling headed. Stum, <laughs> stumblingly headed. No, and, you and, weren't stumbling headed. And we've got six minutes to get there before we take another break. So let's. Okay. Okay. So. Fine. You're in charge. All right. So, gently close your eyes and bring attention inside. Just notice what's going on inside and allow 
whatever's happening to happen. If thoughts come up, just let them without attaching to them. Notice your breathing. Feeling the sensations of the body. A little tingling. A little sense of aliveness in the body. That's chi. That's energy. Feeling yourself as an energy body. And then take your attention down beneath your feet. Down into the field of Mother Earth. All the way down. Go all the way down to the center of the earth. To the concentration, concentration of life force there. And merge. Merge with life force. And now feel your body. Where the mind goes, where the attention goes, the energy follows. You're energizing your body with the energy, the loving energy of Mother Earth, always giving to us unconditionally. Now take your attention just above your head and expand your attention up beyond the ceiling into the blue sky, into that blue, blue sky that seems to go on forever, expanding into expansiveness, into the formless energy. Connecting with the entire universe, with all the of the universe. And now bringing your attention down, drawing that energy down through the top of your head. And imagine this energy coming into your brain of light. Imagine your brain lighting up, awakening the potential of every brain cell. This light, the creative light of the universe, pouring down your throat, down into your shoulders, relaxing, filling your upper body with light activating the potential in your organs, in your cells, your lower body illuminated, activating the potential in your organs and your cells, the light flowing down your legs in the big bones of the thighs, all the way down your legs into your feet down your arms, into your hands, your whole body illuminated. Feeling that spaciousness now inside you. 
that emptiness, which is not really empty. It's vibrating with potential. And then imagine you're expanding forwards, expanding the light inside you forwards, beyond the walls of the room, out into the community, and sharing this harmony, this unconditioned energy, all across the planet in front of you. Imagine you're expanding the light from inside out behind you, through the walls of the room, out into all the beings behind you, all across the planet. Expand from inside out to the right, lighting up all the beings across the planet and to the left. Spread your light, shine out into all the beings, sharing this harmony, this wholeness, all across the planet. Shine out in all directions like the great star that you are. Helping to change the consciousness on the planet to awaken the potential of every human being to open up beyond fear into love. And then coming back, back, and feeling inside. And with that, we need to take a break. We're listening to Vivian Verdon-Rowe and her teaching. For more information, you can go to embodyinglove.us. We'll be back with you and Vivian in just a moment. Please stay tuned. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty. And this health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. Your mother was right. Eat your vegetables. Fruits and vegetables are important to our health, and the growing season brings so many fresh varieties to enjoy. They can help reduce the risk of obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and some cancers. They also provide important vitamins, minerals, and fiber that keep our body healthy and strong. Try to include two servings of fruit and three servings of vegetables each day. A serving size is around a half a cup. Welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today, joined by Vivian Vernon-Rowe and her teaching of Wisdom Qigong. And we've just had a nice, lovely visualization. And for those of your listeners who uh, partake, or partook, I should say, um, you're welcome to call and share with us what your experience was, if you like. Or if you didn't participate and you just were listening uh, you, and you wanted to have a word with us, please feel free again to call 707 933 9133. We just have a few more minutes so to be with Vivian, so please take advantage of this opportunity, uh, at, at least here. Or, of course, you can always go to her website and start to listen to some of her classes. So maybe tell us a little bit, uh, Vivi, about you said, last, I think you said that you have quite an international crowd as well, it's not, not only just local people. Talk a little bit about the kind of people you find coming to your classes and say a little bit about that, if you would. Well, it's very 
much wrote word of mouth because I don't even do Facebook or any social media. Uh-huh. I, it's just beyond me. Right, right. So I just rely on word of mouth. And it's, you know, I've only been doing these online classes as intensely as this for the last few months. So mm-hmm. it's fairly new. But um, it's really fun because I'm having people email me and say, I've just joined your class. I've never done Qigong before. And I found it so easy to follow, which is great feedback. I'm so glad to hear that because I also have people who've been practicing with me for 10 years. Mm. And so it's it's interesting. Um, and, And I can vouch for that. I can vouch for the fact I still do the same practices I did when I first started. But what happens is you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. It's always different. It, it isn't, you know, boring or the same. Right. You find you're, you're just going so much deeper. Um, so that, that's really wonderful. The people I'm getting are mainly from the United States. Sure. Um, but a lot of people on the East Coast or the Midwest, some people in Canada, and, and then there's a smattering of, you know, India and um, uh, Israel and New Zealand and England and France and Spain. Right. It must be wonderful fun, though, to, to feel like, I mean, given that you're talking about this vast expansiveness, to then actually have that vast expansiveness literally be touching people in New Zealand or Russia or wherever. In other words, exactly. you, so you're actually living the truth of what you're talking about. In, in, in it, ter- it, it's, it's incredible. And the closeness we all feel to each other mm-hmm. and the support we feel coming from each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's really delightful. Uh-huh. So now, people, you're saying people are going to be beginners, you know, first timers, mm-hmm. let's say, are going to be comfortable coming directly to you, and and doing some of your classes online, and then mm-hmm. presumably they're going to do that for as long as they choose to, and they'll go with it where they go with it. But then they then they want to have more intimate contact with the teaching. And so tell our listeners about how that occurs. Uh, uh, we've talked mostly about what's available in your classes, your wonderful classes online, but talk about how people can actually you know, get you know, up close and personal with some of the teachings. So say a little bit about that, if you will. Well, what I encourage people to do is come down to the Chi Center for a week-long retreat uh-huh. or longer, right. because that's a deep dive. And you, you get to work with Ming Tong, um, I'm often there. There are other teachers there. It's an incredible experience because we have really worked to make those retreats as good as we possibly can. And we have things um, at our retreats which are different to the retreats in China. I've been to China twice now to retreat centers where this form is taught. And it is different. You don't get nearly as much support as what we provide. We have small groups, so you're in a group with six or eight other people, Mm -hmm. and it's a very intimate time for you to be able to really talk about what's going on with you, to get advice, to get help, to get support if you're going through a difficult time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's intense. You know, we're practicing from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. But everyone's encouraged, just as I said earlier, to start where they are. And a lot of people lie down for a good part of the day and receive tremendous benefit. I can't tell you how exciting it is for me to see people arrive, you know, usually very nervous and um, depressed, overwhelmed by what they're dealing with, and to leave 
I mean, this often really happens. They leave a week later a different person. They're enthused. They've got something now to take home with them. The Chi Center is excellent at follow-up and has online courses that people can follow. And those courses become more and more advanced as you go. So you're really learning more and more through those courses. So there's a tremendous amount of support materials and follow-up. So you can, go, you, you can go on and on with it. In other words, yeah. it, it's, not, it's not a one-shot deal. And, and no. and now, there are going to be listeners who are Christians, let's say, or they're something, you know, but let's say they're Christians. For, mm-hmm. And they're going to say, this sounds like it's got an awful lot of religional... No re- religion. <laughs> no, 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 I understand. I'm glad, that, I'm glad you're saying that. But I, at, this, at the same time, they're gonna, there is a, a fair amount of talk about the Spirit and things like that. So for our listener who might feel like this may be kind of going out of bounds um, for their Christianity, say, say anything you choose to about how the wisdom teaching that you've been part of, how as those questions of, of concern of whether this is in some ways seeking to supplant uh, one's faith-based uh, environment, a Christian environment, say something about that if you wouldn't mind. We have people of all religions come, uh-huh. and nobody feels, I mean, I've never heard anyone feel uh-huh. okay. um, uncomfortable, because it's not a religion. It's, right. it's, it's basically a methodology right. for connecting with energy. And what happens is you open up. What happens is you do become more loving um, and a, really a, a much better person. <laughs> I, I know I am anyway. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that happens. Right, right. But there's no dogma. There's no religion. There's nothing you have to believe. It's all very experiential. Right. Well, but again, people were going to, again, I'm just going to devil, devil advocate a little bit. Sure. And say They're going to say, well, this, come on now, really, isn't this sort of just a, a sort of a modern kind of souped up version of Taoism? Isn't, it, isn't this basically just sort of Taoism 21st century in a way? So uh, in, in, in that case, I mean, there's Taoism specifically, dis, you know, discounts the potential of a, of a, of a living God like Jesus, for instance. So, what what about the Taoist connection, and and do, is the Taoist connection acknowledged, or is it just not treated as really a factor in the in the situation? Well, the fact is, yeah, I, I know that Qigong is based on Taoism, but Dr. Pang, the originator of this form. He studied Taoism, he studied Confucianism, he studied Buddhism, and he actually was not affiliated with any particular religion. He he was a scientist. And what we're finding is that everything that I'm talking about um, and the effects is now being replicated by modern science. I mean, it all actually makes sense. in, scientifically speaking, uh-huh. it's not—it's not just some woo-woo idea that you do these visualizations. Right. You sort of, you know, your imagination is sort of this woo-woo thing. It's not. What we've discovered <laughs> is that the mind—you know—this is quantum physics. Right. The, the observer is key. <laughs> right. Um, and so, um, you know, honestly, if it was a religion, I would run out of the room screaming. I mean, <laughs> I'm, right. I am not affiliated with any religion uh-huh. um and and i that's what i love about it right 
Right. Well, it, it again, this, these are the things that come up uh, in, in the minds of people who sure. to listen to stories like this because there's such a powerful force involved with all this. And, and, they're, and they're concerned that, again, there's the concern of the guru and the guru then is, becomes, takes over your life, that kind of thing. And, oh, but, I, really, I really want to emphasize something. Right. This is a self-healing modality. You right. are learning how to heal yourself. Right. This is not being done to you. Somebody right. is not waving a magic wand over you. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that is all very good news, and it certainly is, 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 is delightful to hear, of course, your personal story and how, how substantial this has, be, has be, been in your own sort of re- recovery process. And not only did you recover from the, the Lyme disease, you, I guess on a couple of different occasions, you've also then be, been able to carry this, this forward in terms of a whole sort of a lifescape for yourself. Before we we have to leave in just a couple of minutes, let's let's dive back into the the background. You you're a, you're an Oscar winning uh, filmmaker. Uh, tell us a little bit about your activism. It's, it says in your bio that you came to the United States mm-hmm. and you just threw yourself into activism right off the bat. Talk a little bit about what you've been most sort of drawn to, and and talk a little bit about your some of your your, your productions. And and so give us just a little taste of your background. Well, I was an activist. I became an activist around nuclear issues, mm-hmm. wanting to prevent nuclear war and end the arms race. Right. And quite honestly, I I mentioned to you that I was um, a pretty screwed up human being, right. and I couldn't look at what was going on inside, so I kind of projected on the outside. I couldn't look at the war which was going on inside me. Uh-huh. So that was the way I worked with that or didn't work with that. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, the activism was successful. I did win an Oscar, and I became a public speaker, and I was speaking to thousands of people. I had a tremendous... Um, it w- I really had a tremendous career, but I was miserable, and I was <laughs> drinking like a fish. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. and, and eventually, I got sick, predictably, right. Right. and then it all went downhill and I had to give up the public speaking, I had to give up the radio program, I had to give up all these things that I was doing right. um, until I was really brought to my knees. And, you know, it. of course, looking back, um, even though I suffered a lot, I'm so glad it all happened the way it did because, quite honestly, Ned, I never would have learned to practice like Qigong (laughs) if I'd been healthy and happy. I was brought to it out of desperation. And I'm so glad I was because it's done so much more than physically heal me. Right. And the thing is that, of course, Buddhism starts that way. You start with suffering. That's right. That's where you begin everything. And so that's one of the, for me, one of the places that, that drew me to the Buddhist teaching was is that you started from your suffering and then you worked forward from there. Well, it's been wonderful to have you, and I'm, it, it, our, our, uh, our listeners who were interested in, the, in the, the limes have had a little taste of that. They're going to be able to go to your website, embodyinglove.us, and hear about your classes. And then, uh, presumably, uh, they'll begin to get uh, exposed to some of this material and, and be able to subduce the opportunity of transforming their lives should they choose to join in the process. So it's been a pleasure to have you, Vivian, and I hope uh, our listeners uh, will be drawn to your teaching. And thanks again for taking some time for us. Thank you so much, Ned. Okay. Goodbye now. Bye-bye.
Well, there we go with Vivian Verdon-Rowe. She's a, quite a teacher, and uh, I've known Vivi for quite some time, but I really, and I actually have enjoyed her teaching a little bit. I've been to her, a couple of her classes, and I thought when I heard that she was doing these online classes, then she were, you know, they were going to be without charge. Of course, many of my clients are coming to me with long-term desperate problems here in my practice in Sonoma. And uh, I wish many of them would take advantage of some of the teaching that Vivi offers in her classes at embodyinglove.us. And now that they're free, uh, and will go on being free for a time, I'm sure, that would be a wonderful time to get a taste of what uh, is available there. So again, that's, that's all about that. So again, we're uh, bouncing around here at the Health Matters. Uh, we're always interested in what you have to say and what you're wanting to share with us. So please send us an email at ksvyhealth at gmail.com. And before we leave, I'm going to read you a little bit from a, a column on the impact, the, the health impacts of cell towers, just to change the subject a little bit. How are cell towers, how are cell towers similar to DDT, an insecticide infamous for its environmental impact? It's a good question. On December 8th, 90 local residents, this is in West Marin, asked this question and many more at events to explore the health and environmental impacts of wireless technologies. As new cell towers are being proposed in the area, interest was high, standing room only at the local church. The, inf in the, inf the event was sponsored by West Marin Alliance for Human and Environmental Health in Point Reyes and also the Ecological Options Network. And um, this is the writer of this article is, says her name is um, Cindy Russell. She's a physician. I am a physician who has studied and developed policies for environmental toxins for 25 years. When I learned the proposal to a, a place a cell tower on my daughter's school 10 years ago, I dove into the research. And what I learned is that wireless technology and infrastructure is a broad environmental and human toxin. Um, we use and increasingly are surrounded by these devices, cell phones, laptops, smart watches, smart meters, internet uh, uh, routers. But unfortunately, we are told these devices are safe, but they do not really know if there is any harm or that the, if the research is, they consider the reserve, excuse me, the research is inconclusive. Myself and over 250 expert scientists who have looked at this uh, issue conclude the opposite. Um, to start with, the standard set by the Federal Communications is based on a single impact hearing of the tissues. This is like cooking a cooking standard that ignores the biological effects. Nature and human biology are much more complex than technology. So that article goes on and on. We'll do more about uh, cell towers, but it's uh, uh, one of the problems of the day. Uh, so coming back to Health Matters Radio, we're here uh, every week. Sometimes we're actually physically here. Other times we're now going to be traveling. We're going to be doing some more uh, work uh, from afar. I'm, I'm, we have some new equipment that's going to make it possible for us to send in shows from different places around the world. Hopefully, if we can pull that all together, I assume we can. And in, if you have needs and desires that you think we're not attending to or we could do better about, please give us a, an email at ksvyhealth at gmail.com. And until next week.
I guess I bid you well. Thank you.